0: You are listening to the Metabolic Coach Podcast where it's all about real women and real problems. And I'm your host, Dr. Rashmi Pawar, specialist gynecologist and also a certified life and way coach where I don't just talk about medical problems, but what goes on when you hear about those problems. Hello, my friend. And welcome to today's episode on COVID and pregnancy. And I'm releasing this episode specifically early on uh, compared to my every Sunday release. And this is because COVID is really on a rise um, in UAE. And if you are someone in UAE or wherever, the third wave is pretty intense. So I want to talk about COVID in general, like when COVID started. It wasn't really affecting pregnant mothers that much. And then the second wave, the Delta, was like really intense. I mean, they were just like, at least in UAE, so many pregnant patients, vaccinated, not vaccinated. Um, so many of them got COVID. Of course, the ones who were not vaccinated for sure had like a very turbulent illness. I mean, the the ones who really got turbulent were the ones which were not vaccinated. So I would highly encourage if anyone who is not vaccinated to consider getting vaccination because the intensity of the virus is much milder compared to those who have not taken the vaccine. Now, when I mean the intensity is milder, as in the worst case situation with COVID is obviously death. But in my personal opinion, I, I truly believe COVID really, um, like if your body has been unhealthy, uh, as in damaged organs, wear, wear and tear, which is mostly seen in older age group, uh, because of the age, their body, their organs, they're all like, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear, <clears throat> they get really badly affected by COVID. Whereas if you see children, their organs are like fresh, like their lungs would be like pink. Unlike our lungs, which because of the pollution and all, and if if you guys are smoking, they would be like black. Our organs are way more damaged than a child's organ. Plus children's immunity is so strong and they are like bombarded with viruses bacteria since they are born and their immunity is used to that sort of like, you know, fighting capacity to handle these things. Whereas adults don't have that capacity. And when it comes to pregnant women, pregnant women's immunity is low compared to anyone who's not pregnant. So their immunity is actually low in the sense it's trying to accept the baby. The baby is half husband. So it's half foreign to the mother's body. So our immunity is literally like on the lower end so that we accept the baby for a whole nine months. So when it's trying to accept the baby because the immunity is so low, it lands up accepting a lot of infections. Pregnant women keep getting a lot of infections compared to a non-pregnant woman. So she would get flus very easily. She would get loose motions, food intolerances very easily compared to a non-pregnant version of her. So that is first and foremost. Second of all, the Delta presented very funnily in pregnant women compared to Omicron. We don't exactly know how it's affecting the pregnancy and we are still like just started in UAE. So we still have no idea how it is. But all that is said is that if you were vaccinated, you, you would have it easy. And whatever I'm seeing, whoever is coming, it's literally mild illness. Because we have seen really bad COVID illnesses. Like the whole ward would be on high flow oxygen. So the, the worst that what we used to see is the pregnant mothers would come like really breathless. And they can't even talk, and their oxygen, like their lungs, are literally like if your lung has a capacity of 100% normally, COVID is damaging lungs. So you would be stuck with, like, say, 50% capacity. And in that, because your body needs oxygen, you have to breathe faster to compensate that 50% damaged lungs. So that is what is happening with COVID. When COVID affects you, your lung capacity reduces. So when we used to admit the patient, because she's so breathless, she can't manage with her collapsed lungs, like they're not collapsed, but they are not functioning. If you do an X-ray, you will see like chunks of their lungs, which are all white, they're not working. So when we admit them, we are more or less admitting them for supportive treatment. The treatment in the form of antivirals or autoimmune suppressors or antibiotics, steroids, all of them are to recover whatever exists and so that the further damage doesn't happen. That's where the treatment is, but we can't revert what has happened. The only thing which can revert what has happened is your own immunity. So you have to trust your immunity that it will support you. It has supported you all this while. So let's talk about first patients who need admission. So suppose you, you have runny nose or you come in contact with someone who has COVID. And then you have the symptoms like runny nose, headaches, body aches, diarrhea, something feels funny, go get checked. You will go to your doctor and obviously the doctor will check you. And if you turn out to be one positive, we generally, if there was a contact, then yes, definitely you are positive. But if you don't have a contact, they will repeat the test again in 24 hours or depending on your local authorities. <clears throat> and we will treat you as COVID unless proven otherwise. so sometimes the runny nose body pain all of that can be managed outpatient and i will talk about it afterwards but first let's talk about inpatient so that you get in your mind what is the worst that can happen understand that stop fearing it i will teach you about that also and then we'll go to the mild case because our brain never really cares about it, it being easy it always wants to protect us Towards the worst case scenario. So, sorry. So, the worst case scenario, it starts with extreme cough. Like fever is not the worst case scenario. Trust me. Fever is not. Your body is trying to fight the virus and that's why the fever is happening. Now, when fever is so high, and along with that, you're so weak then we generally admit the patient because if she's pregnant she comes to our center we see there is fever we see her pulse is shooting off the charts her blood pressure is on the lower side if there is signs of sepsis if she is getting breathless we have a score which gets alerted we admit this patient once we admit her we are monitoring her every four hours we're checking her vitals and we do her x-ray, we do her blood investigations, and we see if there is anything warranting urgent treatment in this form of um, oxygen, whether we need to give oxygen. Of course, if the oxygen is falling, we put the patient on oxygen as early as possible. But if, suppose oxygen is maintaining and your uh, respiration is a bit fast, we can still monitor you for some extent. We'll do your x-ray. X-ray is very important because we get to see what's happening inside. Sometimes x-ray can be normal but just the disease is evolving. So we might need to do repeated x-rays. Now when you're pregnant, <clears throat> x-ray is safe. The radiation exposure with x-ray A is very less compared to a CT scan or a radiotherapy. Okay, plus they will give you a shield to cover the baby and then they will do the x-ray. So, anything in pregnancy which is offered as a treatment which you would not get if you were not going to the doctor. Anything that your <coughs> doctor is offering you in pregnancy as a form of treatment, the doctor is balancing the risk versus benefit. If the risk is high, the doctor will not give it to you. But the benefit is high, doctor will give it to you. So, when we do x ray for a COVID patient, the benefit is high because it might be really bad and we have to save mother's life because it can become very life threatening. So, that's why the benefit is high. So, only then we will be offering it. <clears throat> if x ray is normal, we will do blood results. Now, with Delta, we saw something very funny that patients' liver function tests were absolutely deranged, and there is something called as bile acid, which started rising, and it started giving a picture of obstetric cholestasis. The patient, generally, pregnant patients would some patients would get this con- condition called obstetric cholestasis in pregnancy without COVID also, when they have like excessive itching in their body. It's like your body is trying to reject the baby out, and will produce these hormones which will make you itchy. That sort of picture started coming in COVID but without the itchiness, There was just like all this mess which was happening in their lungs and their body. So that's, that was starting to cause damage in the baby and they found the baby suddenly, like their heart started to drop. Also the placenta, it started to have an infarcts. Like the COVID, how in the lung is like, like causing whitewash in the lungs. Similarly, there was mini thromboembolisms, in the placenta, which would cause the placenta to not work properly. And that's why we send the placenta of a COVID patient for histopathology to see for those changes. So, we know that COVID can affect the pregnancy. So anytime a patient who is pregnant and is admitted for COVID after 26 weeks, her baby will be monitored before we were not monitoring the baby before we were monitoring only the mother because it was like really scary for mothers we we didn't care about the babies because the mother was more important we need to just stabilize her because doing a cesarean section on a COVID mother who was really really sick was worse than like just losing the baby because that mother could not tolerate the cesarean section anesthesia and all of that and she would crash but later on we started seeing a lot of patients losing their babies and that's when we were like no maybe we can just find that spot in between where we can balance that risk and benefit ratio and take the baby out maybe the patient will get better and then we started to balance it out those decisions are very difficult especially when the mother is so 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 sick and the baby is okay so Those decisions are taken by a very big multidisciplinary teams who will take care of you, all right? Now, these are the worst-case situations that can happen in a hospital if you have a really bad case of COVID. Not everyone gets that bad case of COVID. And trust me, so many patients are fine now. Yes, some of them lost their babies. It was because of COVID. But they're pregnant again, and they're trying again. We don't know the impact of COVID. We we, we don't know the impact of COVID on the babies who are born. We don't know the impact of vaccines who were given to pregnant patients who just got pregnant. And they're born now, and they're okay. But we don't know the after effects of it. But that is our reality now. You can't run away from COVID. We just need to learn to figure out a way around it. Whatever it is, pregnancy, COVID, mortality, as in people dying because of that, very less. Very less compared to the older age group. Okay, the old people, diabetic, hypertensive, cancers, they have no immunity. Pregnant mothers are generally young and they are really strong immunity. So most gynecologists are very protective of their mothers. So trust me, your doctor will take good care of you. Now, so if you get COVID, put all your faith on your doctor because not trusting the doctor is not going to help your case because your doctor is the only one. Your doctors or the team of doctors are the only ones who can get you out of it. Don't doubt them. Have full faith in them because they are really trying to do the best for you. Now, suppose you're okay. You you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you're okay, you don't need to be admitted, but you are still scared because this is a precious baby and you don't want anything to happen to your baby. All that maternal instinct is coming out. You have to just monitor your baby moving, that's it. Because the people, the patients who lost their babies because of COVID, their babies had stopped moving for a day or two and they never reported because they were so scared to go out of the home. You see? So that's where mess happened. When they reached the hospital, of course we took care of them and their babies were delivered. So many of them didn't come to the hospital because they thought they would die if they reached the hospital. So don't do the mistake of that. Now, when you come to know that you got COVID and you're actually sick, you're coughing or you're just feeling too much weak. Huh? Oh my God, I didn't realize. When you're feeling so much weak, what's happening is, sorry, I just remembered I had a call. I had completely forgotten about it okay so when you realize that you're so weak you are having all this cough, and at that minute patients forget that they have a baby inside and they're just so scared with everything that is going on like so many permutation of combinations of situations that a pregnant mother has to face that she forgets about the baby okay so what i recommend is no matter what happens keep talking to your baby okay baby's fine your attention will root your attention to your baby everything that is going on in your world can go on root your attention to your baby keep talking to your baby just keep talking and if the baby is sleeping for an hour like not waking up wait for the baby to wake up the babies generally sleep for an hour play for one or two hours sleep again for an hour play for one or two hours they keep doing this throughout pregnancy So if you're more than 26 weeks, keep a check on your fetal movements. If you're feeling really tired, trust me, that tiring feeling is really like worse Some For some of us, it was like literally the worst part of COVID, the exhaustion, the the drained feeling. You can take paracetamol, especially if you're about 50, 60 kilos weight you can take two paracetamols every six hours. So total dose of paracetamol in a day is 4 gram, 4,000 milligram you can take in 24 hours. And paracetamol is safe unless your liver function is absolutely deranged and it won't be, just take it. Liver is also a very forgiving organ. It's not going to come crashing. I've never seen a patient who wasn't pregnant, whose liver function test was high and paracetamol made it worse for her that never happened okay there are many more liver toxic drugs which can really affect the liver and again liver is a very forgiving organ it regenerates and it literally recovers and heals very fast that's the beauty of liver so you can take paracetamol you can take medication to stop the runny nose and reduce the cough now the most important thing for patients who are admitted or who are outside also, if you are having cuff, is to do the breathing exercises. Now, breathing exercises for patients who are having cuff, make the cuff worse to some extent and they cannot do. So when they're in the hospital, we give them spirometry <clears throat> in which you're supposed to breathe in so that your lungs expand. Because that's literally the 50% of treatment. So no matter how many medications we give, if you don't do this exercise, the lungs will keep collapsing. So try to do spirometry exercises. You can get it online or you can just do some breathing exercises every hour, at least 10, 15 times. Because right now you're just breathing the way you're breathing, very involuntarily, but intentionally when you're breathing, that's where your lungs are gonna keep on expanding, even with COVID, all right? What else? So at home, know that suppose if any time who gets, anyone who gets COVID, like this is what we saw in the f- second wave, that if you have, like the risk of get worse COVID worsening happens only in like less than 10 days. So if you are first COVID positive, from that time, 10 days have passed, you are, there is not much problem. We have seen some patients who got such a bad damage, they became COVID negative, but their lungs were so damaged that they needed more treatment. But that was like very rare, very rare. Most patients come out of it very well and you will come out of it too. Get as much emotional support as you can when you are having COVID. Drink a lot of water. Because that coughing, that fever can make you really dehydrated. And sometimes that it starts with a sore throat and you can't swallow. And that's why you're not able to eat. So hence, take paracetamol. A lot of fluids and slowly, slowly try to eat foods which are soft for you. And not too toxic, which doesn't hurt so much. Because the more you eat, the more energy you feel. Because when we are dehydrated, we actually start having electrolyte imbalance and we feel weak. And that's what we do. in those who are hospitalized, we might give them IV fluids and they might feel a bit better. But you don't need IV fluids to feel better. You can eat, drink at home to feel better too. Trust me, if you start feeling better with COVID, like the fever starts coming down, the cuff, patients actually say that the cuff has reduced, the fever has reduced. That means... You are in the safe now. You're going to be fine. All right. Once you finish the COVID in three to six months, please consider getting vaccinated. Keep taking the boosters depending on whatever your country is offering, because that definitely reduces the intensity of COVID next time. Even I hate getting vaccinated. This year I got five vaccines not this year yeah now last year <laughs> i got five vaccines two sinopharms two pfizers and one flu in one hand so my brain is like i don't want to do this i don't i don't want to take vaccines what is this like my brain would offer these thoughts but the reality is i still didn't get covid even when i was working with covid patients for 3 years i did not get covid i'm okay so maybe The vaccine did something or maybe my immunity is good. Whatever I'm doing is working. So vaccine is something which can definitely be one of your arsenals that can protect you from COVID-like illnesses. If COVID, what we predicted when it started, that COVID is like the deadliest thing which can wipe off populations. If that is what it is, vaccine is your best arsenal. And along with that, mask and hand hygiene, social distancing. There are a lot of people who don't believe in masks. I believe in it because it kept me, it kept me safe. So I'm going to keep using it till the authorities allow me to use it. I'm going to keep using it. I'm no longer really breathless with a mask. I'm pretty comfortable. In fact, it's weird now if I go out without a mask. All right, my friends any doubts and queries about COVID, I'm going to do a second opinion call on this Thursday. Thursday or I think 5th Jan at 4pm. Wednesday, yes. 5th Jan, 4pm. Come on that coaching call. Follow the link in bio. Join me on my Instagram. Dr. Rashmi Pavar underscore OBGYN underscore coach. Follow me there. You can go to the link in bio and enter the Zoom room and Get coach if you're having COVID and pregnancy. All right, my friend. Thank you. If you found this information useful, please subscribe and give a review. Also, share this podcast with someone who might use the information that I'm teaching. Thank you.